Romans is a book on the gospel of God. Gospel means good news. And you may be reading the first two chapters of the book of Romans and wondering, gosh, when are we going to get to that good news? All I'm reading is bad news here. Kind of want to read the good stuff. Well, what the Apostle Paul is doing is he's wisely setting the background so that we can be properly impressed with what the good news is, with the worth of the good news, with the treasure of the good news of God. If you walk into a jewelry shop, you'll notice that they all have a a kind of dark velvet background laying behind each one of their precious stones. That dark velvet background actually makes those stones, their clarity, their cuts, um, it makes them pop. And without that background, you, you may not be impressed with the worth of those stones. And so the Apostle Paul is like a wise jewelry salesman here. He's, he's setting the background so that we can be properly impressed with the worth of the good news of God. And that background is condemnation. All of mankind generally is under condemnation. That's chapter one. Chapter two, not just all of mankind generally, but the self-righteous particularly and the religious specifically. Those are the two groups of people the Apostle Paul is going to touch here in chapter two. The self-righteous particularly and the religious specifically are under condemnation before Almighty God. Don't think, wow, the Apostle Paul's being really, really hard on people here. It's, it's a little harsh. Why is he being so mean? Don't, don't think that. Don't think that. The Apostle Paul's taken the same way that Jesus did. Okay, self-righteous particularly, the religious specifically. I want to read chapter 2, verse 1 to you. This embodies a lot of the thought here in chapter 2. Therefore, you are without excuse, O every man who judges. For in what you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. A self-righteous person which is who the Apostle Paul is addressing here. A self-righteous person, when they read Romans chapter 1 about God's wrath being upon mankind and all the bad things, that when a self-righteous person reads that, they're like, that's right, go get them. Let's do this, Paul. You got I mean, just, just cut their legs out from underneath them, show them where they're at, let's go. You know, that's, that's the kind of response that a self-righteous person uh, would have, and I and I I got to raise my hand here. I've been guilty, am guilty of. Uh, I'm not exempt here. We have a lot of self righteousness in our age that may not necessarily be expressed religiously, but we have a lot of self righteousness in our post Christian culture, and and I'm not exempt here. Paul's point here is that you do you judge other people, and what you judge other people, you condemn yourself. You, you, practice, you practice the exact same things that you're judging other people in. What, what should they do, Re- regardless of where I'm at um, in my kind of condemnation? Verse 4, do you despise the riches of his kindness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that God's kindness is leading you to repentance? God's kindness is leading you to repentance. No matter our road away from God, all of mankind is headed away from God. 
The self-righteous particularly are headed away from God. The religious specifically are headed away from God. We're all driving away from God on our own kind of road, in our own kind of way. Whatever that looks like for us, one of the best things, the best news we could hear in the whole world is that we can turn around. We can turn around and be reconciled to God. It's what repentance is. It's a change of the mind. It's, it's turning around and coming back to the Father. If we don't do that, if we don't repent, what happens? Verse 5, according to your hardness and your unrepentant heart, you're storing up for yourselves wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. If we don't repent, if we don't turn around, the whole of our life is merely storing up wrath for ourselves when we stand before Almighty God. I hope that that rightly puts some healthy fear of the Lord in us. If we don't repent, I hope that gives us feeling for ourselves and for the people around us. If, if we don't turn around, the whole of our life is merely, merely storing up wrath for ourselves when we stand before God. And that, that's not like, oh, wow, now God's being mean. No, God's being good. God's being right. Um, he's a good judge. He's not a bad judge. If a, if a person who is guilty comes before a judge in our country, what we expect of them is to hand down the appropriate punishment. And what the Apostle Paul is trying to help us understand is that we are people who are guilty, deserving appropriate punishment for the crimes that we've committed against God. We may not even be aware But what he's trying to do is help us become aware of our situation and condition before God. This is what he says about the self-righteous particularly. And then he, he gets a little more specific and talks about the religious specifically. As far as application is concerned, you might be thinking, wow, I just, it's just hard to take in. Why does the apostle Paul have to be so mean? I mean, he's saying really offensive things that I just, man, it probably was really awkward to hear. I mean, what if I was a Jew and I was reading this letter? I'd probably be pretty offended. And now I might not be open to the gospel. You know, I might not be open to hear about Jesus because he said something offensive to me. You might be, you might be thinking that. Actually, the most loving thing that the Apostle Paul could do is, is write this letter to us. The most loving thing he could do is reveal to us the depth of depravity of our situation before God. If he doesn't tell us that we're sick, we'll never ask God for a cure. If he doesn't tell us that we're sick, we'll never ask God for a cure. The most loving thing a a doctor could do if we walk into his office and we have a severe illness, the most loving thing he could do, the right thing, the only right thing that he could do is to give us a correct diagnosis. Having a correct diagnosis brings us one step closer to a cure. Having a correct diagnosis brings us one step closer to a cure. If we never get the correct diagnosis, we won't ask for the cure. So, What the Apostle Paul is doing is he's speaking truth 
in love. That's Ephesians 4.15. He's holding to truth in love. He's speaking truth in love. It's possible to, to be forthright and vocal about what is true in the world, what's true about God, and what's true about us. And it's possible to do that in love. These two things, truth and love, that they can go together. They can exist at the exact same time. What the Apostle Paul is doing is he's loving us by telling us the truth and bringing us one step closer to the cure of the gospel. So that's Romans chapter 2.